Matisov for the Devils plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matteau swoops in to intercept. Matteau behind the net. Swings it in front. He scores! Matteau! 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 Stefan Matteau! And the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby! Portanis, here we go! Thomas Sarek! Has been begging to go with Lucic. Lucic under. Cracks him with the right. Lucic gets it in the air. Turtles. Commissaric down. And Lucic taunts the Montreal bench. tuning in this is the morning skate uh some of you have already listened to this on we have a couple preseason episodes that you know we've sent out through emails we have one on soundcloud right now um we're gonna try to get this on itunes again this is the morning skate this is ted here with lee and dan and uh essentially we're just like we're all mid-20s uh arguably we're not too thrilled with the way our lives played out we thought you know life had much more meaning and apparently it just doesn't. So what we like to do is we like to, you know, drink some beers. We like eating hot chicken wings, packing lips, and we like talking hockey in a goofy way. Um, so everybody say hi. What's up, Liz? What's up, Dan? Pleasure uh, to be back. Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like that, that wasn't the fire I normally bring. So so what, what we do is we do different segments on this show. We try to keep it light. We try to keep it funny. We don't claim to be experts, but we do claim to, like, tell it how it is i guess from our standpoints or whatever i mean we're going to agree we're going to disagree on some things but essentially we're just trying to be entertaining for you guys so uh every week we'll start out with nhl in the news uh it's kind of like nhl on the fly but i guess less gay and more white people on it um so this week there are a couple things happening in nhl in the news there's gonna be three things we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the heritage classic uh the island the junior varsity islanders having ice issues and I don't know if you guys have seen the Michigan shop, but when you get a chance, go on and see that. But first off, we're going to talk about uh, the Winnipeg Edmonton Heritage Classic. Now, before we before we do these podcasts, Dan and Lee, like, we kind of get together and we kind of talk about what topics we're going to talk about. And the general consensus on the Heritage Classic is nobody had a fucking clue that this thing was even happening until, like, two days before it happened, right? right? That's right. Uh, I didn't find out today till I found out it was delayed. By like three hours, so that was kind of my like wake up call. Oh shit, this is happening. Yeah, and it was delayed by the sun, which is never really a good look. You can't beat Mother Nature. Um, so we're, we'll break it down a little bit. There were like kind of three things I want to talk about when it came to the Heritage Classic. The first thing is uh, Captain Mark Messier, two goals in the alumni game. Did you guys see any of his fucking goals? Like they were they were actually like pretty decent shots. Uh, he had like a kind of you know backhand, and then he had a nice little rip where he went upstairs. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched it at all. I was wondering who you guys thought were the better players out there. Esetikano was out there, which was kind of cool. They had Wayne Gretzky, Tamos Lani. Uh They had Cujo in that, which I'm sure Ryan will probably share a fun fact about him. Uh, what did you guys think? Yeah, I thought 
I mean, I'm actually a huge fan of alumni games, personally. Uh, Big alumni guy. But, uh, maybe the least surprising news ever that Mark Messier is the guy that showed up. Like, if there was a money line in <laughs> Vegas on the guy that was going to put out the best performance in alumni game, I think Mark Messier would be way up there. He yeah, just lives for the big it was, stage. It was Mark Messier and, like, Tamo. They, they kind of, like, carry each other's squads. But, yeah. but I, I think to the listeners, the biggest point I just want to make on this is if there's ever, like, one of these big, stupid outdoor games around you, don't go to the actual game, but pay, like, the 30 bucks to go to the alumni game because they're fucking electric. I got the opportunity to go last year, and uh, drinking, like, seven beers and watching Sergey Samsonov score two goals was honestly, like, the highlight of my life, so. <laughs> that was a Bruins game, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I love the alumni games. I honestly wish there was some type of format where there was, like, a 32-team... Oh, sudden insane. death alumni game tournament every year. Wow. Who now okay, really quick, if you were to do like a third like however many team alumni game, one, do you think they would try? And two, who who you got winning at all? I don't think they would try that hard. I think they might towards the end. Maybe if there's like a cash prize or something. Because you know a lot of them probably have some hookers and debts to pay off. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I this is going to be an unpopular pick, but off the top of my noggin, I was thinking maybe the Devils, just because they were a dynasty not too long ago, so they're in their 50s, yeah. whereas some of the other franchises, fresh the guys legs. are a little bit older. Yeah, fresh legs for Scotty Stevens. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Who would you take in the alumni, the alumni game show off? I think I have a pretty good, like, Cinderella Story wild card. The, uh, the Atlanta Thrashers, because <laughs> all their players are, are still in the league. Maybe I don't know. I just to comment on the uh, alumni games. I I think they're really funny in the sense that they're all like old players and they all like wear like the new equipment and stuff. I just I think it's really funny to look at. Um, I think my <laughs> that was insightful. <laughs> I think my uh, I think my dark horse team for the alumni game may be the Calgary Flames, and I say that because I think that again we talked about some people may try. You know Theo Fleury and you know Landy McDonald. They're going out there and they are going a hundred miles an hour and they're just going to try to piss people off and bury the puck. I think out of any team, those would be the two biggest tryhards. That's, so, that's a great pick. Yeah, Calgary Flames. Although I would like to see like Ron Duguay get like buried by somebody or I don't know. That'd <laughs> be fun, man. I don't, I don't think they'd ever do it, but that'd be after, after, after the video. After, after the video that Lee sent out that one time, I think. The only way Rod Duguay can be in the alumni games is if this, if, this, if if he drives the Zamboni. <laughs> Remember that video? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the people uh, going. Uh, second, second, just kind of go off of that. Uh, I was watching NHL on the fly, and I guess when Connor McDavid got to the rink, they didn't let him in because they didn't know who he was. And I, I thought this guy was supposed to be like Canada's captain. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Any thoughts on that? No, still got to prove himself, dude. <laughs> yeah, Winnipeg gives no fucks when you're out. Yeah, you're out in Manitoba, bud. It's every man for themselves. Grow some facial hair and then get back to him. It was probably some seventy-year-old named Ed running on fucking Tim Hortons. His wife pissed him off. His car didn't start. It's probably twenty degrees already in Winnipeg, and he's fucking walking to the rink. And then some fucking prepubescent <laughs> punk is trying to get into the rink. I'd be like, show me some credentials or fuck off. True. <laughs> Too. And then, <laughs> <Got it>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking of the Nick Manning club. You gotta do something to get to the club. 
got to take a dick in the ass. We can, we can say those things on here because on iTunes it's going to say we're explicit, so you can say stuff like that, man. Got to take la- a dick in the ass. Oh, that felt good. Um, all right, and lastly, lastly about the Heritage Classic, um, I think this is probably the worst one of all time, right? Edmonton and Winnipeg. Didn't really get me going and definitely really wasn't publicized. Uh, this one was bad. Whatever won the Buffalo Sabres was in, that was bad too. Uh, what, what do you guys? That say? was the winter classic, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, it was. Okay, so I'm I don't the, get it. Outdoor game. Outdoor game. Like, Heritage, Heritage Classic is essentially like when the NHL wants to make a little bit extra money and they'll just put a game in random spots. Where I think well, the winter classic is on New Year's or like. Aren't the, the Heritage Classic? It's always against two Canadian teams, right? Oh, good call. I think so. They have to. They, they have to like play those games on a pod or something, like a legit pod, to, to like get into it. Because it's the Winter Classic, and then if you want to have the Heritage Classic, they, there's got to be like a weird setting, whether it's just they're playing on like a fucking lake or a pod or something. Okay, so there's so I'll, too many outdoor games. I'll, so I'll say that this is the worst outdoor game all time. So what do you guys think? There's been so many that I couldn't even like. Fact check that because I there's probably been like twenty in the last four years that you could be right but you could definitely be wrong. The one thing that overplayed. Yes, absolutely. The one thing that we might not be taking into account is I bet up in Canada, like every TV today had like nonstop coverage on like CBC and like Bob McKenzie and all those like legendary guys were there. So if if that was the case and we had that coverage here, maybe I would have cared more. But one of the huge takeaways that still pisses me off about that, did you see who performed before the thing tonight? No. Oh, I can't wait to hear. Some 41. Oh, my God. All right. That makes a lot of sense. So, fat lip, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I've shotgunned a couple beers the fat lip at a high school party. <laughs> who hasn't? But at the same time, like, the NHL wants to be credible and be a big force sport, but every year we get fucking Some 41 and Simple Plan and Nickelback fucking str- strutting their stuff out on stage fucking coked out of their minds thinking about the 1990s like why can't we get a real fucking performer if they want to act like this is some big cash money grab that we all have to watch it's bullshit yeah, I, heard, I heard hinders playing at the all-star game this year that's <laughs> <laughs> of an angel what, what's bad about that is like i don't doubt that Todd Bertuzzi's lips of an angel, dude <laughs> all right so uh second part of nhl on the news i love this part um Everybody knows in New York there's a varsity team and a junior varsity team. Junior varsity New York Islanders are having very, very bad ice issues. Uh, through an NHL source, the floor piping system at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn doesn't meet the standard requirements for ice making. I guess the piping that they, they made out of PVC pipe and every other NHL rink has steel pipe, so the PVC can't maintain the ideal temperature. Uh, the, I, the only solution is to tear up the entire floor and install the proper piping. Uh, it should have been done in the offseason. But the thing is, is, the arena management knows this and still hasn't fixed it. And it's getting, like, dangerous. I think Pollock, somebody like that, got hurt the other day. Um, now the Islanders, the new Islanders owners want to fix the ice problem, blah, 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 blah. What do you guys got on this shit show of an NHL hockey team? I think it's just, uh, is it just Brooklyn trying to be hipster, right? Is it uh, PVC, like, or, like, environmentally friendly or some shit? Yeah. So... Basically, they need to just move the JV Islanders to Glens Falls because everyone knows they have the best pipes in the league. <laughs> I, uh, That's my take on it. I, I don't. I agree with the Brooklyn hipster take. Like Jay Z doesn't give a fuck about a hockey team at his arena or whatever the fuck it is. And I people talk about Arizona and Florida and those being like the biggest travi- travesties of like relocation the NHL. It has to be moving the Islanders off the island to Brooklyn. Like, oh yeah. 
Like, I don't give a fuck if the Coliseum had rats and was falling to pieces. Like, I love that there was, like, 16,000 fucking loud Long Island dickheads in the stands. Too. Yeah. It just That's changed. It changed everything. Like, and I don't know. It just drives me nuts. Like, I hate the people of Long Island, but I feel for you. The only time I feel for people from Long Island is when there's a hurricane or when they move the Islanders. So. Have you ever seen the Barclays Center? They have, like, a garden on its roof. That's like, not... It's just, like, there's like moss and shit up there. It's they got a they got a CRV in one of the corners too. That's not kosher. Just lastly on the rink, do you think this is gonna kind of like if you're an NHL hockey player, you're a free agent? Do you think that kind of goes in the back of your head when it comes to signing a contract? Or no. I mean, it's Did a lot of it's a lot of no no no. Just the ice being shitty and like being in Brooklyn. Like I know like they're still gonna pay you a shit ton of money. Like that's kind of cool, but if I don't like. And I may be biased because I hate the Islanders, but for me that would play like a serious thing. Like I wouldn't want to play in Brooklyn. And I wouldn't want to play in a rink that, like, they have issues every single time you play. Uh, the Bruins have really shitty ice. It's always soft and warmed up, and they, like, they kind of have always been, like, a basketball arena first. And I don't think it affects it that much there, but it's pretty known to be terrible. So I think it happens more than you think, but I think this might be a little over the top. I don't know, maybe. I wouldn't want to play in Brooklyn because they have to, like, commute and shit, and that's just <coughs> that's a pain the in the ass. Dude, that's the hardest, hardest commute to a rink. Um, I know because I've made the commute before, and the, it takes like if you're living in Brooklyn, it takes like a, it takes a half hour to get to the rink anyway. Like it's impossible to get there on subway. It takes fucking forever. You have to switch so many subways. It's just it'd be a fucking mess to live, play in fucking Brooklyn. Plus, you have to walk around the streets just knowing that the Rangers are around, and it's like you walk around the hallways just looking up to like big guys with big dicks, and you're just a little fucking JV pussy walking around the big city. It's, it sucks. I hate to play that. Nah, it's true. They need to earn their Letterman jackets. Exactly. All right, guys. So that was NHL in the news. Now we're going to kind of just break down and talk really quick about our respective teams. Uh, Ryan, do you want to talk about the Bees first or you want to talk about the Rags? You can talk You can talk about the Rags. All right. So this week, the uh, the Rangers went 3-1. and one. They beat San Jose. Uh, they played against Detroit, dominated Detroit, but the uh, legend of Ogdensburg, Jimmy Howard, stood on his fucking head, and I hate that guy. So that, that one cut deep. And then the Rangers come back. They went back-to-back against the Capitals. Now they won tonight against the Coyotes. Uh, Dan, do you like what you've seen so far? I mean, <coughs> Jimmy D.C. scored twice against Capitals, and he looked great doing it. Uh, so far, I think they look good. Their defense is still kind of a mess, but, like, they're – my, my dad said it personally. We were watching the, the game. He's like, Jim, I don't know if we're going to be that good, but we're going to be really fucking fun to watch. So, Dan, what do you think? I agree. I think they've had a, a good good start to the season. Uh, they're fun to watch. They're making some pretty cool plays, and especially there's a good group of like new guys on the team that are uh, pretty fun to watch. I think Pierre's kind of like a, he's almost like the, the Derek Broussard on the team this year. He kind of looks like him, too. I like him. Uh, BC's playing – you know, he's uh, settling in. I think he's going to be a pretty solid player. Uh, I still am pretty always biased. I always want to have like a physical team because I, I, it makes it a bit more enjoyable to watch. So I, the fact that Macarath's played in one game and like got like eight minutes of ice time is is just a shame because the fans want <coughs> him. And honestly, he's a good defenseman to have on the ice at all times. I feel. Like. I definitely agree. I think he's definitely getting dicked around by Evie and. Uh, the thing with him is if you're not going to play him and you're just going to put him on the bench, like trade the kid. Like he works hard. He's a good defenseman. Like if you're not going to use him, get rid of him, at least get a pick or something for it. I don't know what they're really thinking about. I, 
I think he's reliable enough to be your sixth defenseman, and he does bring that phys- physicality to the, to the table, which I think we're, we may get into a little bit later. Um, Ryan, how are the bees looking, man? Brad Marchand's off to a pretty hot start. Yeah, yeah it's just, I mean, it's another year. I, I still kind of expect mediocrity, but they're kind of fun to watch, too. I mean, Pasternak's look great. He's making that step forward into being like the elite forward that people thought he could be before last year. He kind of had a little bit of a slump. Love watching him play, but the biggest takeaway, I think, has been our D. Brandon Carlo is 19. He's an absolute stud. He's playing 25 minutes a game on our top pair, and uh, I think the most important part about that is he's literally bought, brought Zdeno Chara back to life. I think Chara is actually going to have a bounce-back year. We have D that can actually play minutes now, and he looks fucking energized. I don't know. It's great. So Carlo's going to be huge. Morrow looks great. Colin Miller looks great. Rob O'Gara looks good. I mean, they're all young, and they're all, like, moving the puck forward. It's awesome. It just sucks that Kevin Miller and McQuaid are going to come back. Uh, other than that, Tuca. Tuca's what? look great, too. I, I can't have any complaints about Tuca. I think he's going to have a bounce back here, too. I, uh, I Boston Bruins fans are the fucking worst, and they rag on Tuca Rask so hard when he's had no support for two straight years, so I just can't wait to cram that down their fucking throats. I was going to ask you, because I think, I think he had a rough rough game the first few games he played in or whatever, and I know like last year he really didn't play up to what you guys normally expected, so I was going to ask you what your shit meter was at with him, but apparently it's not bad. So, I mean, that's good to hear the Bruins are getting younger. I think that was always one of their problems over the last couple of years is, you know, they were just running the same guys, which, I mean, it had worked in the past, so if it's not broken, don't fix it, but it got to a point where – you guys kind of have to get a little bit younger and get a little bit faster. I saw Don Moore scored the other night against the Canadians. I'm sure that was huge for you guys. Uh, uh, he's throwing it around, too. He, uh, fuck, who did he tackle? He tackled somebody after the whistle. Yemlin. He went after Yemlin. Right <coughs> after the whistle. Tackler, dude. dude, it's great. Don? It wasn't even, it was like, it wasn't even a supposed to be fight. He, it was after the whistle. He fucking full body checked him and then grabbed him by the neck and threw him to the ground. It got me pumped up. Is it a pussy Don? move? 100%. Yeah. But I've never flipped so hard on somebody as I have on Dom Moore these first five games. Because he has, one, the stupidest dangles of all time that never work. And it's hilarious to watch. Two, he gets face-washed every shift. And then three, he'll just fucking... He's a wild card. He's like Charlie Kelly on Always Sunny. He's a fucking wild card. You never know what's going to happen. I always saw that out of Dom Moore and his other Rangers. But he was kind of like Tanner Glass, which I don't know if that gets you going. Like Gasper Faso... You can always see that he played with a little bit of edge, but I completely agree with you. He would he would take three steps in the offensive zone, do a spinorama, lose the puck, go in the corner, get it, try to, like, he thinks he's a first-line center on the fourth line. It's fucking awesome to watch. He's just this, he's the stereotypical just the men's league kid who just wears a cage and just works so hard <laughs> and just gets fucking his ass kicked all the time. I love yeah. it. That's Don Moore. All right, so that was that uh, was a little we, bit about ourselves. So now we're we talking now we're Michigan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, we are going to talk Michigan. I don't know if you guys saw this. You go on YouTube, you search Michigan shot. So what year was it? Ninety six when they won the national championship. It was a while back. Everybody kind of knows when you do the Michigan, all the twelve year olds or all the heroes in open hockey you do where you try to pick the puck up off the ice and you flip it around the net and try to score or whatever. So uh, they had a reunion for their national championship team and they brought back uh marty turco brian morrison and the guy mike leg who is the self-proclaimed michigan man um so you like during intermission or whatever they always do full eye shots right so marty turco goes up bangs bangs home a full eye shot with like the little uh opening in the middle of the net 
Then it goes to Brendan Morrison, back to back, bangs one in. So everybody's pretty pumped. Mike Legg, the Michigan guy, does the Michigan flips the puck up on a stick and just fucking tosses it like a lacrosse stick and, and goes in. It was, I've never seen anything like that. That was that was actually kind of cool to uh, watch. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I got two points on this one. Huge for that leg guy. Huge. Because you know this is all he's ever had. Like his whole <laughs> so life. He, he Has flipped, he been practicing that shot in the driveway? For 100%. 100%. Like, you know he has. He bounced around the minor leagues and he fucking, I don't know, to go out there and have the balls to go out and do that shot. If it goes wide or something, he looks like the biggest jackass ever and his legacy is almost reversed. So, huge points to him for pulling that off. Like, I can't express that more. That was awesome. Second point I just want to throw out is... And this is completely random, but Brent, Brendan Morrison, just a huge fan, had to give him a shout out. Ninety six River or ninety seven River Rats, somewhere around there, whatever River Rats team, absolutely fucking legendary. It was him, like Sergey Breland or whatever his name was, Christoph yeah. Oliwa, John Oliwa, Madden. Dude. If you, if I was to party with one team, it'd be the River Rats at the Pepsi Center after they won the Calder the, Cup. The ninety seven Albany River Rats playoff run was unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. Uh, but I guess, I guess I'll just go off. Um, so, yeah, obviously it's pretty incredible. All three of them make the shot. Um, Marty Turco has always been that goalie who was, like, always, like, played the puck. Like, that's always been, like, his go-to. Like, oh, yeah, we'll sign Marty Turco this offseason. Great guy. Great puck handling uh, goalie. Great guy can Whatever. handle the puck, dude. Whatever. Yeah, so uh, good for Marty Turco just, again, showcasing his stick handling ability as a goalie. Yeah. Uh, Good on him, and obviously Mike Legs just uh, just continuing to ride out that one play for the rest of his life. So, good job, Mike Leg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So now uh, we're gonna get into heroes and zeros. This is a segment that we do each week. We pick a hero, we pick a zero. Pretty self-explanatory, uh, but you can kind of spin it any way you want. So, uh, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> who wants to go first? <laughs> I guess I'll I'll start it off. I guess. Great. So uh, basically, <laughs> I had a I had a tough time, you know, trying to find out who my hero of zero was. But then I kind of it all just kind of clicked. I was trying to think of like the, the past few weeks and what's been going on in the hockey community. And the only major news that I could think of is Ked's been to two certificate like hockey certifications in the past three weeks. That's almost unheard of. I think the last last time that's been done was like when Joe Polinski back in '03 when he just was really striving and pushing to be that like youth hockey head coach. And he just couldn't get his level two. So good, good, good for Ked. Uh, he's been to two fucking hockey clinics. One to get USA hockey coaching certified. And today he went to a, a refing hockey clinic certification class. So my hero is just Ked giving back to the hockey community. Uh, couldn't be more prouder of you, bud. And, uh, you're really showing your dedication. So you're my hero, buddy. Thanks. And, uh, my zero of the week is the fucking instructors of these hockey clinics. Like, what kind of psychopath do you have to be to be, like, fucking mid-50s just trying to be big dick on campus, just head honcho of these, like, upstate New York clinic, like, certifications. Just go fuck yourself. <laughs> you, 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 know, you know what it is, man? Like, you know how, like, we kind of live to do this podcast? Like, <laughs> like they, they live... For going to these clinics, like, can I can I just ask a question? Can I ask a question? Like, do the head guys of like these clinics they just show up wearing like 
generic like red bower warm-ups and like like just tight fucking jeans just smelling of black coffee like they just nah. it's just such a stereotypical well clinic the, guy the uh, the coaches did wear their warm-up jumpsuits but but the ref the ref showed up today swear to god in like dress slacks uh a nice pair of dress shoes and then like a usa hockey refing like polo course tucked in with a belt um it's you know if you're listening to this you probably played hockey before and you understand how fucking like like goalies are weird but i feel like refs are like even more weird than goalies are like refs are the people that like always made the pwc team and like just really couldn't cut it but like they could kind of skate so like oh hey if i can't make an impact in the game i'll just like decide to blow a whistle so today I spent I'll just work of six to seven hours with forty of those people, and it was I, I, I'm so happy I don't have to do that again. It's so. just like coming to the realization that the hockey career is over, so I'll just pack it in and go to play it against sports and buy a fucking black helmet and a whistle, <laughs> and, a whistle and just hate myself for the rest of my life. Sorry, Kevin. That was no, that's what it is. I'm I, you know, and you know what really sucked is. <laughs> I, I walk into the place and uh, the, like the people ask me where I played, so I told them I played for Sienna or whatever. And they're like, "Oh, cool! So like, you really you want you want a ref? Like, this is a good career." And I was like, "You know what, man? Like, honestly, I just kind of want to make some money on the weekends and just have a good time." And then like, it was mentioned probably eight times throughout the entire court, like certification that if you're there just to make money on weekends and have a good time, that that wasn't the spot for you. <laughs> so, so, like, so like before I got there, you're not I, gonna, I, I you're not gonna cut it in this business. Dude, it was terrible. Like I, when I told them that at the beginning, they just kind of like they looked at me weird and were, like nodded their head, and then they just shit down my throat like eight different times. Like if that's why you're here, this is probably not the spot for you. So sorry, guys. Uh, but yeah, Ryan, heroes and zeros. All right, my hero of the week is Peter Laviolette. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. There was a quote at his uh, press conference. I think it was this morning or it was yesterday. It was yesterday. And uh, a bunch of the Predators have food poisoning. And uh, so he took like 15 food poisoning questions and uh, he just stopped them all. And he said, uh, nobody wants to talk hockey, just want to talk throw up and diarrhea. And uh, you know what? Bobby Lett's getting pretty cocky with his new contract just talking about shit like that. I, lo- I mean, I love it because you know what? I do want to talk throw up and diarrhea. I want to talk about yeah. guys pooping and fucking puking at the same time. I think it'd be electric if he was like, you know what? Mike Fisher has the shits really bad today, so uh, good on, good on him for giving the people what he, they want. I'm big up for that. Um, second one, my zero of the week is myself. Um, I got on the Jimmy Vesey hate train a little too early. I'm not gonna say I'm wrong. I'm not gonna say I'm wrong. I'm just gonna say I should have paced myself. You know, I gotta wait till. Game one or game two of the playoffs when he hasn't done anything and all the Rangers fans are jumping down his throat saying he's a piece of shit, go back to Boston. And that's when I can really chime in and start getting the Jimmy Vesey hate train going again. So I'm going to cool that off. You won't hear from me again. Vesey's a great player until you guys all start hating him and then I'll remind you how I feel. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Is it it, it too early for Ked? Ked said he wants to buy uh, a Jimmy Vesey jersey. It's Jimmy Vesey, guys. It's Vesey. Vesey. Is, is it? Is it? Is, it's it is that a? Is that weird? And two? Is it? Is it? It's too early, right, Ked? That's Please. way too early for a Vesey jersey. <coughs> the reason why I want to buy a Vesey jersey Vesey. is because nobody else has it, 
And again, I'm going to reiterate this. He loves country music, and his favorite TV show is Friday Night Lights. Every... So that's, that's my... That's my player. It's Zuccarello and then Jimmy Beasley. Those are my two favorite New York Rangers. I don't want to rain on your parade, but I have a feeling that all the hipster Ranger fans are fucking on NHL.com right now throwing up a Jimmy Vesey jersey. Uh, easily. No way, dude. I yeah, doubt it. I, I do. highly doubt it. I don't know, I man. Know. I remember Carl Hagelin played like one game and then everyone started getting like Carl Hagelin jerseys I, for some reason. Yeah, because, because girls saw Carl Hagelin was fucking hot, dude. Jimmy Vesey's not hot. He's a little fucking wiener. There was a lot of Delzato jerseys back in the day, too. And Delzato's hot. Hey, Kev, but you're a guy, dude. And he's like 23 years old. I don't know, uh, dude. I'm a big Beast fan. Sorry. I would, get a, I would get a Macklerath jersey, but that's just, yeah. that's just how I like it. All right, bud. All right. All right. So my heroes and zeros, my hero, uh, if you guys are listening to this, I don't know if you know me or not, but I, I had the summer hockey team that Dan and Lee are both on and a bunch of legends from around the community. Shout out to my boys. Uh, this this year we had a guy come skate with us named Shane Harper. Uh, he played for the Phantoms. He ended up dating a girl in Queensbury, so he was around and ended up hanging out with us. Uh, he went out and got some beers with us afterwards. Um, flash forward to the season, he's on the fourth line from the Florida Panthers. Uh, guy's real cool, tweets back at us. He's not like a big league kind of guy. Uh, and last night he went out and scored two goals and he got in a fight. So his first two career goals and his first career NHL fight. So big shout out to Shane Harper. Keep doing your thing, kid. Uh, we're supporting you. You're a California kid and ride that wave. Oh, uh, and uh, at, at some point oh. I'm going to try to get him on the yeah. podcast. He's like a cool guy, so I'm sure he actually probably would do it. Yeah, probably, knows a, probably knows a good Cali burrito spot, too. Only yeah, only thing I'm going to say is uh, the only chance we ever have of getting an NHL player on this show. So you're my favorite player, Shane Harper, if you're listening. It's a shame. I, I really, guys, like, I really, really, really think we can get him on here. Maybe not for a whole whole like thing, but like I bet we could he do it. Um, all right, so that's my hero. And now my zero. Rangers fans, if you get a chance, go on Twitter and search for Adam Herman. This little fucking weasel of a man. Uh, the Herman Crab. Yep, the Hermit Crab's been going around talking analytics for the past two years, and he is the most condescending little fucking shit that you would ever even fucking read after. Uh, I guarantee you this kid's never played day hockey in his fucking life, but he just, he he works on spreadsheets, and he, and he comes to these fucking stupid accusations about who's right, who's wrong, and he, he chirps all the Rangers and the management for whatever they fucking do, because he, he's probably won like three or four cups on be a GM mode, he's a fucking loser. And I had enough of it, and I ta- I called him a condescending little shit, and that uh, girls who like it nasty have been sliding into his DMs, and I, that I, I wish I could see what type of fucking loser shit he was telling those girls. Um, so he tweets back at me, and he goes, I don't know why you thought that was appropriate to send to me. Uh, and then today I'm on my Twitter, and I don't really see any tweets from him. I go on, and he blocked me. So if you guys get a chance, tweet at Adam Herman. Tell him I want to stuff him in a fucking locker where he belongs. He's a little weasel-ass nerd. And I'm really not a big fan of Adam Herman, so he can go suck a dick. Which brings us to our next newest segment. You guys really haven't heard of this yet. It's big. We think it's actually going to be pretty good. It's called Block Shots with Spike Joey 69 So if you guys are on Twitter, go on and search Spike Joey 69 We created a new Twitter account. And the only reason we have this account is each week we are going to get we're going to try to get blocked by somebody in the hockey community. Uh, not trying to sound like I'm the man, but I've been blocked by Kevin Weeks, Aaron Ward, Brad Richards, now Adam Herman, 
Uh, who the fuck else am I missing? Um, there's like one or two more people in there. I fucking forget. Tom, who. Tom Sestito? I think Tom Sestito. Seven or eight <laughs> girls. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Spike Joey 69 is going to be the guy that we're, we're going to go after people with. Pretty funny Twitter bio. Tweets are pretty good. So this week what we're going to do is uh, <clears throat> we are going to try to get blocked by Adam Herman. Again. Really sh- yeah, again. We're coming <laughs> back, buddy. Don't think I'm fucking gone, you loser. I'm going to be here forever. We're going to let Spike we're gonna let Spike Joey 69 out of his fucking cage this week. Dude. Yep. So that's who we're going to go after. We're actually going to kind of make a little bit of fun. Uh, next week, what we got want you guys to do is go on and tweet at Spike Joey 69. You guys let us know who we should go after next week to try to get blocked by. Uh, at the beginning of the week, we're probably going to keep it real subtle. And then towards the end of the week, we're going to get real intense with it. And, Either we're going to get... I mean, we got kicked off Twitter our first day, like, four minutes into the thing. So, uh, yeah, so Spike Joey 69. It's going to be pretty funny. Uh, so, yeah, Spike Joey 69. little social networking, yeah. <laughs> you guys have anything else to say about him? He's a fucking great guy. Endorse him on LinkedIn. He <laughs> should make him a LinkedIn page. <laughs> All right, guys, uh... Which brings us to another, I think it's a new segment, because, okay, uh, real quick, we tried recording a podcast last week, we got really, really fucked up for probably like 10 hours in a row, uh, talked politics with my dad, uh, Dan almost made Brian cry, talked about Hillary and Trump, it was, it was, it was an electric I, moment, I, all I, but I fell Dan fell asleep, puke and rallied, uh, so... Something happened because I recorded, and I think it's when my headphones were in. We kind of hear shit. So the morale's been real low, like really low to the point where I thought that they both hung it up and that was going to be the last morning skate ever. But they battled through, so I'm really proud of both of you. Uh, so last week I think we introduced this, so it's actually going to be another introduction. We're giving Dan his own segment. We think Dan's kind of come out of his cage here the last couple of weeks, and he's really feeling like he's belonging. It was honestly just kind of like a transition of a prospect into the NHL. You know, finding out where you belong, what to, what to do, what to say. And we think Dan's kind of, you know, finally letting it loose. So we, we decided to give him a little bit of uh, airtime for you guys. So Dan's segment is called the Craig Adams Ass Kicking of the Week. And I'm going to shoot on over to Dan. Yeah, so it's a real pleasure to finally uh, feel part of this podcast. Uh, past couple of weeks I haven't been taking my Adderall. I've been off my bed, so I'm kind of <laughs> feeling feel a lot better and loose. Uh so this week, yeah, so it's the Craig Adams oh, ass kicking. Oh, yo, hold on, really, really quick. Because you said loose, uh, Alex was supposed to be at the ref clinic and no called, no showed. But, like, keep going, sorry. That makes so much sense. Um, so, yeah, Craig Adams ass kicking of the week pretty much goes out to uh, the player who is pretty self-explanatory, like, gets embarrassed, gets his ass kicked. Also, do uh, a quick shout-out to the fight of the week. But this week, Craig Adams ass kicking of the week goes out to... Uh, is it Thomas or Tomas? Fuck me. Tomas. Tomas Hurdle. Uh, <laughs> San Jose is playing against the Rangers. I really kind of felt bad for the guy because he honestly, all he did was he literally skated past uh, Ranta and like hardly touched him with his skate. And then Makarath just like saw that he like nicked him a little bit and just fucking went after him. Literally dropped his gloves, fed him like at least four just straight right hands right to the jaw. Hurdle just, of course, gloves met it onto his fucking hands. Did drop his gloves, just got embarrassed in front of Madison Square Garden. So uh, Hurdle got his ass kicked this week. Craig Adams asking the week goes out to Hurdle. Um, 
fight of the week. It wasn't really a great fight, but I have to give credit where credit is due. I am a huge uh, fan of watching Justin Albuquerque get his ass kicked. He actually got in a fight with Chris Neal this week, which was you know, takes guts. Chris Neal's a tough cat. And uh, Applicator actually landed two punches. So, fight of the week goes to Justin Applicator. Uh, you know, he's making strides and actually landed a couple punches. So, good for Applicator. Is he growing on me a little bit, dude? No. I mean, I still love watching him get his ass kicked, but he kind of proved me sort of wrong this week. But uh, just wait until the next couple weeks. He'll probably get his ass kicked again. But, yeah, I'm going to... I uh I just want to kind of flow off of the hurdle McElrath thing. If we ever get famous, I have this great idea in my head where we pick up uh, McElrath in like a fucking pickup truck, and we're all wearing jean jackets, and then we all slug a bottle of Canadian LTD and let him punch us in the face once. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. The uh, what do they call it? the Undertaker dude? Fuck. I did. I get knocked out so fast. It'd be so worth it. <laughs> it was so worth it. Just I, no. Yeah, we slug LTD and we just go to the 50 yard line of a high school football stadium. And he just fucking knocks us all out. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Love it. Um, so yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. And lastly, this brings us to our final segment. We do this segment every week. Always the last one. It's three stars. Uh, three stars of the week. Normally in hockey, it's to the best players. We kind of just pick random things. Uh, this week, it's my birthday week, guys. I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but on Thursday, I'm going to see Carrie Underwood, real fired up about it, and we knew about it, so the, the three stars of the week go to the three best hockey puck slots there are out there. Uh, who wants to go first? You you go, bud. Carrie Underwood. Big week for Kev. He's going to Carrie Underwood. Good for you. Dream come yep, true. My, yep, dream come true. So my first, my first hockey slot obviously goes to the angel herself, Carrie Underwood. I've been in love with her since the moment I saw her. Uh, beautiful voice, married to Mike Fisher, um, very religious. I think she's only fucked one or two people. And I know for a fact the only girl Mike Fisher's ever fucked was Carrie Underwood. I talked to somebody who went to a skate with him. He's very religious. So, I mean, he's batting a thousand when it comes to that. So, Carrie Underwood, number one puck slot. Number two puck slot goes out to Paulina Gretzky. Uh, I don't know many girls that have their dad's hockey number tattooed right above their pussy, but uh, Paulina Gretzky truly is the great one. And lastly, it's going to go to ex-WWE diva Kelly Kelly, married to Sheldon Sture. You guys get a chance going to look her up here. Wait a minute. You can't just mention that name and not tell the the Sheldon Sture story. Well, yeah, we do have a Sheldon Sture story. Ron, do you want to to take hold of the Sheldon Sture story or do you want to tell it? Yeah, all right, whatever. So, fucking, uh, (laughs) I was like six years old, first River Rats game, big moment for the kid at the Pepsi Center in Albany, seeing an AHL showdown. Went up to, you know, went to the snack bar to get some nachos with the dad and the team. We're all wearing our toques and whatnot. Uh, Walk up, they're selling game use sticks. I'm fucking super pumped. I'm looking for my Brendan Morrison stick, reoccurring theme of the show. Can't find it. The fucking dickhead intern, probably looking back on it, says, Oh, we got this beauty stick right here. It's a wooden, it's got the dangle tape. It's not numbered, but we, we know it's Sheldon Surrey's. And I shit my pants and I went home. We bought it. Went home with that Sheldon Surrey stick. It's been sitting in my room for years. So flash forward like 12 years later and we're like drinking beers in my house one day and I pull out my Sheldon Surrey stick to show the boys. Super excited. And they break the news to me that he's a fucking righty, not a lefty. <laughs> so oh, I still... Uh, you, 
you went to your bed and just screamed into your pillow for the rest of the night. I uh, still pretend it's yours, Sheldon, because you have a great slap shot button. I love that stick. And that was an all-time moment in my life, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the realization that Ryan had been lied to you for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking rats. Uh, so, alright, I'll go next. Um, so I have Janet Arters and Air, er, er, sorry, and Luis Arters. You guys don't know who that is, which probably no one does. I didn't know who they were. They're the Sparkle Twins in the movie Slapshot. The two blood bombshells who are this the, the Charleston Chiefs Federal Hockey League Booster Club puck sluts. Um, takes a lot to be a, a Federal Hockey League puck slut. That's that's literally abuse. So uh, <laughs> good, good for the Sparkle Twins. They're uh, number one on my list. Let's see here. Second, I have Alicia Cuthbert. I mean, that's just a sad story to begin with. I think she just, she was obviously with the girl next door. It was just her coming out. Just every, every like, teenager just obviously jerked off to that one scene. Oh, my God. Um, and then she uh, starts dating Avery, power move. Avery pretty much just ruins her life. She gains, like, 20 pounds and starts dating Diathena. Just gets passed around in fucking Saskatchewan bars. Now, uh, Cuthbert's number two. Cuthbert, Cuthbert, by the way, is back on a, a Netflix original series called The Ranch with Ashton Kutcher and Hyde from That 70s Show. If you guys haven't seen it, it's actually kind of funny. Wow. Well, that just that just proves her career. Um, <laughs> so, if, 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 if Ken likes a TV show then, and you're the star of that TV show, then you're just, your career's gone down the drain. Uh, <laughs> that was really mean, man. You like Big Bang Theory, kid. Come on. Well, okay. So last one's Aaron Andrews. Takes a real broad to start dating uh, Jared Stoll. Just party animal, coquette. Just Vegas on the weekends. She just goes around with the boys. Tries to fit in. Just getting a uh, yeah, real winner there with Jared Stoll. So Aaron Andrews, you're you're the third uh, buck slot for the week. Yeah, do you think do you think Aaron Andrews is like faithful to Jared Stoll? Because she's around so many football players, do you think she gets filled or not? I I think the better question is Jared Stahl faithful to Aaron Andrews. Fair. <laughs> it's a that's, tough one. That's true. Alright. I'll go. My three stars, my first one, uh Hillary Hillary Duff, uh <laughs> Lizzie McGuire. Had some good memories in the basement watching that show. Uh, it's great, you know, and you know that Disney girls have seen some shit, so good on Mike Comrie in upstate New Yorker. Not much of an NHL career, but he landed a big one there. Don't know, I don't think they're still together, according to Ked. Maybe some legal issues there, so we won't talk no about that. No longer together. No longer together. Yeah. Yep. I follow her on Instagram, but she just posts kids of her and her, her, and her little boy, so it's kind of sad. But. Fuck. Well, <laughs> our, rest in peace, that relationship. Yeah. So, second one is uh, Catherine Tappan. Uh, Catherine Tappan, you might know her from NHL Tonight. She got her start on Nesson. Uh, she was doing the games on Nesson. She had the chance to be filled by NA, any NHL player that she could have chosen. and Instead, she chose Jay Leach, longtime uh, captain of the Providence Bruins. CD Selects alumni. CD Selects alumni, career seventh defenseman. So, you know she's down for the get-down when she could have her pick of NHL players and she's going to the A-show, so... <laughs> Shout out to Tappan, lover. My last one, uh, Chrissy Yamaguchi. You know, a little oatmeal Asian raisin. 
as Ked used to like to say. Uh, nothing like a good figure skater for the list. I think more figure skaters and hockey players should bang. It seems like the perfect mix. I was always looking around at Wide Lab when the figure skaters are out, you know? They're too snobby, though, dude. There's, yeah, I guess. But, I mean, she's got a gold medal. And what does Brett Hedekin have? Not much. Actually, he has a cup <laughs> ring. I think he has a cup <laughs> ring, so I take that back. But Kristen Yamaguchi, I mean, she can do a pirouette any day of the week for me. So she's my third star of the week. <laughs> ending, with, ending with Yamaguchi being a real dick wrecker is exactly what this show is about. So, uh, all right, guys, so that was the show this week. Uh, next week, I'm not entirely sure if we're going to have a guest on. We'll, we'll figure it out. And if, once we do figure it out, Spike Joey will be sure to uh, tell everybody there on Twitter. So it's at SpikeJoey69. Uh, make sure you guys let us know who you want us to get blacked by for next week after Adam Herman gets stuffed in a locker. And, uh, boys, anything else? Oh, That's it. keep on listening. Rangers, Rangers, Bruins, Wednesday. So that'll be fun. That's going to be a showdown. Ooh, should we have a bet? Yeah, we'll come up with it. I don't know what it's going to be, though. I think if the Rangers win, I want a Danny Ainge t-shirt. Does Dominic Moore tackle someone on the Rangers this week? <laughs> no, Dominic. Eh. That'd be kind of cool to see Dominic Moore fight somebody on the Rangers, because then you know that person bullied Dominic Moore's entire stint there. That's true. That's true. That's a good call. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But all right, guys, thank you for listening, and we will be back next week. Schools, preppy girls never looked at me. Why should they? I ain't nobody got nothing in my pocket.